When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Zach. How's it going? Hello, Steve. I'm doing good. Um, all things, all things considered, from last last weekend, I'm, I'm doing good. You know. Yeah. So when Zach's here, that means it's Bears time. We have to talk about the Chicago Bears versus the Vikings. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> swung it back the other way. Credit. I mean, look. I, I, I recent Vikings outings have been. Basically, what Chicago needs, not too many explosive offensive possessions. It's a defensive slugfest. It's the traditional black and blue game that you expect of the NFC North. So, I will give that caveat. However, Minnesota does look like a division champ caliber opponent, much like Green Bay. We clearly are not that. They have a lot of offensive weapons, and specifically one that, again, can exploit the main weakness of the defense that already is shaky in the ground game yeah i was gonna say how are you feeling from the game but that's kind of wraps it up like this is how we're feeling we've had time yeah, to let I'm, this i'm jumping loss. the gun hard today <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm right into it 
Well, we had Twitter beef with people, so it just kind of ramped it up. I was feeling okay throughout the week, then that <laughs> happened, and then it just kind of ramped it back up. We were like, okay. That was what? friendly fire. That that whole this whole conversation, you need to tell people this. This conversation was entirely like friendly fire talk, but this is where we're at. This is where we're at with certain quarterback conversations with Chicago fans. Yes. There's no winner. Mm-mm. There's just a bunch of garbled mess of noise. Yes. Um we're going to be all over the place on this one because now people are talking about how, well, maybe it's not Justin Fields' fault because we don't know the progression. We don't know this. And I'm like, you're right. We don't. But on top of it, we have, can speculate. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. People are now saying, well, look, the offensive line, he died, he's not getting time. He's not doing this. And that's where I wrapped it back around. And I said, oh, so you mean it's everybody's fault? That's weird how it's everybody's fault. That's kind of weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Good teams have good quarterback play, good offensive line play, and good wide receiver play on the offensive side. It's weird. And running back, like, it's weird. You, yes, the offensive line, we could tell you, was going to be terrible. We told you that. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you on the ones where he's getting rushed, it's a five-man protection. I'm sorry. But that, that that's neither here or there. I'm just saying it's everybody's fault. But... Yeah. Like I said, I was feeling good. I was feeling okay throughout the week. Like the, you know, more acceptance of this is who the Bears are. This is what it's going to be. We're going to get, we're going to beat. You know, it's set up to get beat. We're set up to lose, and maybe only win five games, maybe. And then that happens, and I get more frustrated because, like you said, it's no. We all can't just agree. We it has to be Fields is the next Peyton Manning, or it's well. The wide receivers are terrible, so Justin Fields, it's not his fault. It kind of is. Yeah, I've heard that, you know, stop. you can't evaluate. And, you know, that was Dan Orlovsky this week and Ryan Clark. Um, the national media stepped in. You know, you can't evaluate a quarterback with this little talent around him. And, you know what, fine. There, there's, there's talk about that. I, I get that. You know, the line is – it is as bad as it says, you know. Um, last week we gave up 50% snaps for pressures on, during pass plays. So I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, yeah, I wish my our, our receiving core was better, but it's the hand we're dealt. And not every play Justin Fields is going to get sacked. He He's known he's supposed to be better on the run. So, hey, you know, if he's getting out of the pocket, isn't that supposed to be accelerating his good traits or – Helping better his good traits. I'm just saying there, there's there's both sides of this of this narrative. So you gotta people gotta think about this. Yeah, he finds times out of the pocket, but we're still seeing these poor decisions rolling out when he's supposed to be good in these situations. Yes, or even Justin Fields said, "I could have." Because when they're out there, the quarterback and the center and all that, they decide what the pass protection is going to be based off what they're seeing. The lineman can do it. The quarterback can do it. Justin Fields goes, I could have slid protect, which means they all slide and maybe the backside tackles married, so it helps pick things up. When you go big on big, like what happened on the play that everybody's talking about where as soon as you got the ball, there was pressure. That's because you're asking to do it one-on-one or wherever. If you slide, now you may get two-on-one and, and you do this, and when you slide, the running back can fill into the middle so there's no pressure. He's like, I could have slid protect them. People are like, well, but they're NFL linemen. But then I can make the argument, well, he's an NFL quarterback. And if we can't evaluate guys all the the time, then I don't know when we should. 
Like, I didn't know we had to wait four or five years to start evaluating. It's the NFL. Like, they have to start doing it now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I give, like, t- telling you again and again on here, I give three. Yes. Three to me is enough time to know what you're going to get. Two, I there's always that sophomore slump possibility, or there's the reverse where, you know, getting your sea legs to me. So that's fine. By year three, you know what he, you know what a quarterback is going to be to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure, some situa- some situations, maybe offense, maybe it's the system, but I think if you're seeing mechanics poor, if you're seeing decision making poor, you know, if you aren't seeing stuff that a quarterback does beyond just the play call, then yeah, no, it's it, that's it, that's what you're getting. You know, it's kind of hard to come back from that. A Rich Gannon situation is like once in a full moon. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen often. That someone that late in their career will flip a, flip a switch and, like, win an MVP. Right. You know, it happens, so people can't just get on me or you for saying that, but it doesn't happen very often. No, no. Um, so I, did, I don't know when you can start evaluating Justin Fields. I understand the receiving core and blah, 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 blah. But I guarantee if we start looking at other NFL teams in the same situation, they're evaluating the quarterback, they're evaluating the wide receivers – that's always evaluating. You're always looking at it, especially when they're not established. I mean, uh, Tom Brady's getting evaluated. Like, is he playing the same? But it's Tom Brady. You're going to keep him out there. But these other guys, Lamar Jackson gets evaluated. Like, they're all getting looked at. It's not just us Bears fans trying to do it to Fields. But again, said it before, said it again. It's because we're still scarred by the old regime. It, we're all scarred. Right. It just makes it worse. It just feels like it's a continuum of what was going on, and we're just like, and the Patrick Mahomes thing. Like, oh, we could have drafted Patrick Mahomes and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So, Right. Well, those, those scars, it's it's some distrust at this point, and just frustration is all it is. You know, I think, like, this week to me, I think, you know, is a good example of what, at least if you're looking at your opponent across the opposite side of the aisle, I think it's kind of a good example of what like people that are the you can't evaluate fields camp are looking for, mm-hmm. which I, I I agree to an extent. You know, offensive line, yeah, Minnesota's I would argue is probably overall better. Um, not saying it's better in the run game than the Bears. Like the run game in the Bears versus the Vikings, you can make that argument. But to me, overall, yeah, it's it's probably better than Chicago in terms of overall production. Um, your weapons. Yeah, people talk about the receivers. Of course, they got Justin Jefferson. Um, no one's talking about Adam Thielen, but that's because Thielen is, you know, he's been supplanted by Jefferson, mm-hmm. but he's also a great talent. You know, they have, I mean, uh, they have Osborne as well, who is like a, he's like a sleeper guy that's been getting better each year too. You know, they have weapons there too. So the people that talk about that, Chicago can look at them and go, yeah, no, that's what we hope to do next year. Uh, young defense, but is a scrappy defense, kind of. Kind of Chicago sip, only a little more established in the interior. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit better at all all phases of the game in terms of the Vikings. So I think Minnesota is kind of what Chicago fans hope in some aspects they can turn into. The only difference is they want that set up with the supporting cast, but a better quarterback is what they hope for that fields will turn into. Right. So this is what you run into. Like I said, Minnesota has all the pieces of a – we have a really well-built overall team 
can we put it together fully and get the job done mm-hmm. at this point? Because they've always been inconsistent with quarterback play themselves. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. is either top-notch, beautiful, doesn't yet miss. He's parl- yet he's parlayed himself into two contracts now yes. with Minnesota. So obviously he's doing enough, just enough to say, yep, this is good. We are on the right track. Purple people leaders getting that first championship, I can see it now. Right. <laughs> and then he plays on Monday night and goes, I'm just going to throw for 100 yards and we're going to lose. Speaking, yeah, speaking of the time, uh, this is a 1 p.m. game. So clearly if we're doing superstition, that means Kirk Cousins is just going to play his best game of his life. Of course he is. Of course it is. It's, it's, it's a home, too. No, no, no pressure, just local market pressure. <laughs> and it's the Bears. That's no, like... They don't like each other, so he's going to play well, right? That's what's going to happen. Exactly. That's um, exactly what's going to happen. I saw the old injury report for the Bears. I don't know if people can read that or not, but we're going to try. Hmm. I don't see Cody Whitehair on here, but I know he's out. Yeah, Whitehair. Montgomery, everyone's monitoring right now a lot. Yeah, when we recorded this on Thursday, he was just he came back to practice on Thursday. He was very limited in what he was able to do. At least he's limited. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always I always like hearing when players at least get a chance to practice. It means it's a good sign that they don't have that much of an issue with the pain or any of the movement. So nice. You know, um, otherwise, if I'm on this list, I mean. Be nice to have uh, Griffin back, I guess. Just a maybe a better blocking tight end, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anything I'd... but Cole Komet, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jalen Johnson. I mean, Jalen Johnson still out hurts because that secondary yeah. is. Um, besides Eddie Jackson's getting picked on a little bit, or at least. Not necessarily picked on, but they're going after people. Like, and then once we see a team like the Vikings, where they have receivers that can go up and make these plays, like if the, if the Giants are going to throw to those to those areas, that's fine. But when the Vikings want to do, it, when the Packers want to do it, when the Lions, when they come around, when they're scoring forty five points a game, they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. So we're have to rely on Gordon. We're have to rely on Jackson traveling with Gordon, and it just makes the other side weaker. All that type of stuff. Uh, Weatherford, a linebacker. Like our linebackers are key to the defense. They need to be able to rotate in, and um, so that's not good. Uh, <laughs> none of it's good. Uh, <laughs> and then losing Cody Whitehair on the offensive line hurts in big o- time. Yeah, an already weak offensive line. Which qu- qu- question? It, will this be the game that finally forces Getzy and Eberflus to say? Yeah, let's try putting Patrick at center and and just effing off with Sam Mustafer for at least a little bit. You know, stop playing the stop playing the cycle. Yes, Lucas Patrick has played guard positions, but we brought I my, I thought we understood we brought him in as the center first when we signed him. So right, I kind of am with everyone else where I'm going. Can we please just play him at center and see how this goes? You know. I think that will force them to do that. And I think it's going to force him to keep Tevin Jenkins out there and not just keep him in one spot because he actually hasn't looked that bad. Jenkins struggling. No, past it's just that he gets a bad practice rep. He gets a bad practice rep. And then they're like, okay, you're not going to start. And like I said, we will never know the inside of that happening. Cause they're going to trade him this off season. And then this is happening. It's like, you have a bad practice. Well, you ain't going to start. And then we're going to move you around. Maybe this is the key 
to being like, you're going to go to center, Jenkins, you're going to stay at this spot, and we're going to see how it goes. Just what do we, what do we have to lose to, to, to put these guys at one spot and figure out where they're going to play? But it, this sucks. It's just another thing. It's a total Bears thing. Offensive line's already struggling. They're already thin at the depth spot. Then Whitehair, one of our veteran guys, goes out. Doug Kramer, who could have played center, could have stepped into this role being drafted, who was a good center. He's hurt. Now you have to bring in this other guy into place. Like it's just it's just not going well. But I think it is. I think yeah. this is finally what they needed to be like, screw it, we gotta put these guys in the in the spots they were brought here to play. It at least gets the acknowledge that they were gonna play around with it. Like they're gonna actually experiment with the line setups moving forward and try and get a better choice a better choice in there. Because I mean, they do need it, but at least it's the first, it's a step in the right direction, you know, at least to get through the year because <laughs> it's, I don't, they're not going to be, they're not going to be on the trade market at the deadline for anyone. And, you know, this is what, I mean, the only thing you can hope for is people getting healthier right now, you know, if I are later. So I don't know. I, it makes me worried that they're going to go sign another 39-year-old tackle and bring him in. Like no, that's what I'm worried about. Please don't bring in a Jason Peters. Please don't bring in Orlando Pace over the hill. <laughs> you know, can we like serious? I'm not even joking. Like when they brought in Peters, I was like, this is Orlando Pace all over again. This is the exact same situation they did years ago. You're bringing in a dude that has a Hall of Fame cal- caliber pedigree that is on the very back end of his career. Why are you doing this? Yeah, you're bringing in this guy who was good four years ago. Now he's at a point where it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal. It's like, great, he was good, but come on, guys. <laughs> that old regime, though, old regime, old regime. We gotta, we gotta check out the. Uh, say we got. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Check out the new regime and it's, it's quest to beat Minnesota this time. Yeah, right now, right now, looking at the Bears' depth chart, whether this is their starters, whatever it is, Patrick is still like listed first string center, according to this. But but, but we know we, there's nothing saying he. It's gonna be Sam Mustafer. It's know gotta it's be. be Sam Mustafer. They're not gonna. They would have announced that they were switching it. Right. I don't. I don't know where this comes from because like I think it's updated. It has Doug Kramer on the IR. It has Cody Whitehair on the IR. And it's at, I don't know if that's just because that's where he was listed second. So when they update it, maybe someone has a little my inside info. Yeah, you know? I don't know. It's on ESPN right now for that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you want more evidence? I mean, 
Mustafa earns worst PFF grade in disaster signing against the Giants, which we could have talked about if it came out if that PF, if that Pro Football Talk article came out during our review. So there's evidence. Um, how this will affect this game? Well, again, I don't know. Right now, not really a slouch in that category. Right now, Tevin Jenkins is right guard. Old Larry is right tackle. Carter's left guard and Jones is left tackle. Hmm. Is what this is. And then Mustafer is backup center. The backup guard is Patrick as he's starting center. Uh, and then that old Alex Leatherwood that we signed has been out this entire time. <laughs> and I liked him at Alabama, but it just yeah. has not worked out. No joke. No joke. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, they'll, they'll fiddle with it is all I can tell you. And they're going to have to, like I said, they're going to take more lumps. Uh, it's not – last week I thought New York was going was to maybe be held in check a bit, but that didn't happen too well. Um, and I got Minnesota coming in who is just below top ten in the league in sacks. They're kind of like mid-range for the most part. But that doesn't mean they, they can't do damage. I mean, the Giants, half, half their sacks this year came on one game against the Bears. <laughs> they, think about that. They had four going in – or sorry, they had uh, – no, that's right. They had four going into the game in Chicago. They have nine now. Yeah, that's that would be a positive. You would look at this against the Vikings like, oh, they're not going to – they're not very good at sacking the quarterback. The Bears will be fine, and then – <laughs> they could they could walk in there and get five sacks. Right. Because our I mean, offense that's where the line's at right now. <laughs> oh my God. Deep breath. Positive. 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 Anyway. Positive. Well what well, well okay, okay. So here here's here's the angle then. We always gotta look at this now with the Bears. So you know, my thing is how how good of a run defense is Minnesota holding up with right now? That's that's your first target, you know. I, I'm assuming this game is going to be black and blue. It's bound to happen. Yes. Um, the Vikings defense is 27th overall in the NFL. Their rush defense is ranked 23rd in the NFL. Um, their pass is 26th in the NFL. Scoring is 12th for them. Okay. So see, not not too not some opportunities. Right. Um, Vikings offense overall is 17th in the NFL. Their rush is 22nd. Their pass is 31. Mm. Their scoring is 15. Pass 32 is the Bears. Just so everybody knows. I I know. I know, right? I thought the Vikings were better at passing the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. But I, I credit there have been sluggish performances in those categories up until last week for Justin Jefferson and company. So that could also have played into that statistic. As for this week, I do think it's going to be lower again. However, I do put an asterisk on how the corners play and how much pressure we can actually generate. Um, because right now, I mean, most teams are centering on Robert Quinn. He hasn't really been effective this year for the most part. Um, 
it's mostly been young guys getting back have had their shots in mostly in the interior or some blitzes from safety blitzes mostly so if you can't get back there run game Dalvin Cook seems healthy that'd be my one issue and then my question is how do you manage Gordon and then what I'm assuming might be Jalen Jones at this point kind of lining up because yeah, Thielen is not the spotlight in Minnesota anymore, but he still can do damage as a secondary option with Kurt giving giving the time he's mm-hmm. needed. Because that's gonna put that, pre- that that could be that could be the make or break right there. Right, because if we don't get pressure, that puts pressure on Gordon and Brisker. You know our rookie guys back there as corner and safety, and Eddie Jackson can't save them all. Like can't save them both. He can't he, save them all. <laughs> he can't save them all on there. Um, you can't save all the all the people. <laughs> no. Um, Kirk Cousins won three of his past four against the Bears. And here's an interesting stat. Last year, Fields had 285 passing yards against them last year. Um, mm-hmm. He went 26 of 39 against them last year. Yeah. With Matt Nagy calling plays. Well... All you can hope then is that, and I'm saying this loosely, um, if you have nothing to lose, might as well open that playbook up a little more. They won't. We've been saying that for four weeks now. Could be surprised, but yeah, no, the uh, the verdict is probably, yeah, no, they, they probably are going to go a little conservative play calling is what's looking the deal. Um, pass, I mean, there are opportunities if he has time. Minnesota still is a younger secondary Um it's not their strength on defense for the most part. Uh, so take that as you will. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at this again. Bears offense overall is 31, so we're not the worst. We're not the worst. Uh, we're number three in rushing. That's cool. 32 in passing. We're 31 in scoring. Uh, defense overall, we're 21st. 32 and rush. <laughs> so we can't stop the run. Yeah, um, pretty pretty much our main Achilles heel is we have no interior line. Scoring is 11. Passing defense, we're fourth, which is shocking because it feels well, like it's I, worse. Well, I think I think we've seen, like I said, I think the we I think the we we we've seen with Gordon how that's been picked on. We see that. Um, but if you look besides Kyler Gordon, though, I can believe it. I can believe we're, the, we're in the top five for passing defense just on our play. I guess that's true because the the 49ers weren't, like, passing all over the the yard. Texans started to, but mm-hmm. they didn't score a lot through the air. The Giants ran the ball more than they passed it. So this will be the, a the, big test. The, yeah, the only, the only teams that have gotten – somewhat reasonable passing numbers and somewhat reasonable to me is 200 um is green bay and then houston also was pushing that number but if we can't stop the run then it doesn't matter they're not gonna pass it if we're we're 31 32 and pass the rush defense it don't matter which have you ever thought of that the bears would be 31 and rush defense that that's so hard to hear that that shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't happen, you know. And, and that just throw it on the pile of stuff that the franchise needs to invest in next season. 
you know, interior line, front, front. Funny, both lines need work. That's what, that's what's nuts. Both lines for a, and here's the killer. Our, our GM, you, you know what he, you know, position he played. He played O line. He was on O line. He was an O lineman. And I know that they were stripping things down, but dang man, you you at that you at the core unit of the of the for both the, sides of the ball for the Bears. Let's for remind the Bears everybody have problems. Like we'll have to do a whole episode when the season's over of like how much money do we have. Where do you have to invest this money? Because we've already talked about Roquan Smith. He needs mm-hmm. to get paid. Then you got to. But, but, but yeah, but then you bring the question of will they do it? You know, will that's going to linger it? over the whole season. You know, because then next year we're going to be in the situation where they drop money in certain things, but then the linebacking core sucks. Then we're all going to say, well, remember that one guy we had in Chicago that played good <laughs> linebacker, and now he's like. I don't know. He's on the Packers now because he was a free agent. I don't know. He went somewhere, and they're going to pay him money. This is what's about. Yeah, (laughs) he's somewhere, and you didn't pay him the money. So we have to drop money in the defensive line. We have to drop money in the offensive line. We have to drop money on the wide receivers. Do we have enough money for that? We have a lot of money, but are you able to get that done? What moves do you make in the draft? Right. If Justin Fields does continue to decline this year, and though you say year three, but what if he declines so much in year two that they start to look at other quarterbacks? I don't think that will happen, but you never know. They could sit there and say, you know what? We don't got time. Like, we're about to drop all this money, and it depends on free agency, what quarterbacks out there from other teams want to leave, what other, you know, all that stuff. Uh, Jimmy G. <clears throat> anyway, just just keep that rolling. <laughs> of course, of course. You can't have an episode without without something. That sounds like Jimmy G. Depending on what happens with – if Jimmy G – Jimmy G played well this week, so we're just going to just leave it at that. He, he did He did well enough. He brought the yak culture back, as he was saying. Hey, I said that about Jimmy G. I said all he does is figure out a way to win. He could throw for five yards that game and they'll still win. I don't know what the aura is, but he does win. Get her done. <laughs> and that and that's what the Bears need. Uh yep. Get her done. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Hey, he threw for two hundred and thirty nine yards against the sure. Rams. Sure, I know. I know. I saw I saw the the game, I saw the highlights. I get it. I get hey, it. if he does you know. I'll try next time not to say his name. I'll try. <laughs> okay. Okay then. I'm I'm totally, totally believing you right now. Um, but anyway, I think this will be a game where the pass defense for the Bears is going to be challenged. Even though I do think the Vikings are going to come out and run the ball. It's certainly their greatest test of the season. It will be. I, I, besides the Packers, because the, the Packers ran the well, ball Well, even lot. Green Bay, like, I mean, that's, sure, they got tested, but that was more Aaron Rodgers. This is, this is purely going to be set mostly on the secondary shoulders to hold down the fort. If they try and, for example, have the Bears stack the box, you know, because that's like I feel like that's the only situation that they're. I feel like that's what they're transitioning defensively to now is that like they realize they're that weak in the interior that they're just pushing guys closer because they know teams are going to run on them. You know, Dalvin Cook's going to run on them. Mm-hmm. You know, but this will be the game where you're going to say, okay, this isn't Kenny Galladay limping around in the secondary. Which apparently he messed up his uh, 
as MCL, I guess he messed up last week. Mm-hmm. I no one knew about it. Like okay, but nonetheless, this isn't going to be Kenny Galladay trotting around getting a forty million guaranteed contract for doing nothing. This is going to be Justin Jefferson, one of the top receivers at a young age that burns people consistently on one of the sides. Oh yeah, and then Adam Thielen, who's been around the block, and you know though he's not that number one option anymore. Best be sure he can make you look like a fool. Right, because if Eddie, so, Eddie Jackson follows Jefferson around, guess who's going to be open? Adam. They're going to hook on a Thielen right there. Yeah, so if you're a yeah. fantasy guy, you may want to pick him up because you never know. He could go – like, that's the scary thing about him. Like I said, we haven't heard him a lot, but he can go off. Like, there like, there will be a point where he does. And knowing my luck with my sports teams, it will be the Bears. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean he's he's been pretty pedestrian this year. Um, he's getting right now averaging about oh looks like he's pushing seven catches a game right now, but they're not like crazy numbers is what it is. But he still can get get touchdowns. He still can get open routes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean he's averaging ten yards a catch, so that's nothing to slouch at. No, so the defense is going to have their hands full. Um, the only thing we can kind of hope for, which we already said, it's a 1 o'clock game for you guys, noon game for me. This means Kirk Cousins is going to show up and have a decent game. It doesn't mean that he's going to. But but I digress from that. He still could show up and not play well. But mm-hmm. if we don't get pressure on him, he's going to nickel and dime. Or, oh, Totally. It, or at least get shots. They're going to take deep shots. And if they don't complete them, we have to respect that. And so the defense is going to – they could struggle with that. Now, Eberflus has claimed, and I'm going to believe him because he's a defensive guy, that the Bears' defensive guys have slowly gotten better. He said it's hard to see because it's not coming all together at one point. He's looking at each person like, okay, they've gotten better here, they've gotten better here. But then you see Roquan Smith, he is ranked really, really low right now in defense events coming off that great year last year. Now he's ranked really low. But that's because they can double-team him at will. They don't have to worry about anybody else. They'll run away from him, knowing that those these other guys aren't going to make the play. So it's disappointing to see some of these guys getting ranked so low that were really good players. And, right. But he is claiming they're all getting better. And I'm going to agree with it because, again, new defense and new offense. It's not just a new offense. It's a new defense. Oh, completely it absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I I see growth. You mm-hmm. see growth. There, there's mm-hmm. growth in positions. You know, I, there, that's not that's not a lie. It's just that you know this is what you get when you're doing an eval first year and you strip it down to bare bones in many of the areas on your roster. So it, it was like again, this is bound to happen. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, but I mean, I do. I mean, I do think that this is just another test to see like where are we at right now with the group of guys we have, you know, because Minnesota, yeah, they lost to Philadelphia, but credit look where Philadelphia's at like Minnesota is one of the top teams in the NFC right now I mean that that's to me that's a fact like sure people doubt Kirk Cousins but look at how that roster as a whole is playing that's that's a good quality playoff team right now possibly NFC North champ depending on what Aaron Rodgers has to say about that second matchup and how well Minnesota plays down the stretch but they're one of the top guys at the very least a high a high tier wild card team. How dare you evaluate so early? I don't appreciate that. But anyway. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not I'm not like other, I'm not like other commentators in this sector. Um, I I I, I, I see the future. <laughs> How dare you evaluate something new in the NFL that's made a big business millions of dollars. Um Jesus. But then I, I, I was I forgot to say this earlier. What's scary about the Vikings defense, you know, it's kinda up and down. The Lions can score points and they held the Lions to twenty four points. Yeah. So they they can play some defense. Uh because what I mean, the Lions look, average you, forty points. When you look at that Minnesota offense and what it does with or without Saint Brown or DeAndre Swift, and yeah. Not to mention that the Lions got out to a 14-point lead in that contest two weeks prior, mm-hmm. and and Minnesota said, all right, time to hunker down, time to make a comeback. And sure, it, Lions going to Lion, but you still have to, for what the for what the Lions have done this year, that still takes some effort to say, all right, stay calm, we'll pull this off. Yeah, you know? we'll score 20-some points, we'll hold them to uh, another 14 points the rest of the game. So it's it's possible with their new coach coming from the Rams and that offense, he's bringing that offensive mind over. Because, again, the Vikings are learning a new offense too. Mm-hmm. And so the, they can figure it out. Though the, like they're, they're, they're in the same boat just with more talent. They're learning everything new. They have more established quarterback play. They have more established wide receiver play, defensive play. You oh, know, yeah. They're not tearing oh. it down like the Bears did. Um <laughs> The Bears have allowed a sack on nearly one quarter of their pass attempts. <laughs> Just so it's been a rough year. It's been it's been a rough go to the year. It has it has. That's why the the players to watch they have one of the linebackers for uh, the Vikings, uh, Hunter. They're looking at him like, how is he going to make plays? The defensive line going to make plays? Well, of course they are. If we don't change up some of our blocking scheme, they are going to make plays. So I guess how do we mitigate that? And th- this is kind of. This is kind of where I look back at the offensive section with like trying to free up fields and get him confident. Again, you know, he to me comes off as a guy that really you have to get him in a groove and believing that this is working right now in the moment. And and that body language is only half the story, but that's that's how it feels like every week since he started playing with the setup that either the Nagy era has at the end 
or what we're currently seeing with the pole zebra flu setup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really tough for a quarterback who played in college, who was surrounded by top tier receivers was surrounded by, you know, always probably, I, I have no factual evidence of this, like top 10 best O-lines in the country, probably. Mm-hmm. Best running backs to go from winning 10, 11, 12 games a year. Now he's struggling. I, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, that's why they have sports psychologists. I guarantee he's talking to one because he's probably like, I've only won. That's all I know. He's had now, but like, the, the, the times where he struggles, you can see it. You go back and watch like Indiana and the COVID year. Indiana, Indiana almost beat them. Mm-hmm. He threw, and then he threw like four picks that game because he just, they, they took away one. This is why I tweet this sometimes. If you go back and look and they take away one of his reads, he freaks out and he'll throw it when he plays a good defense. Mm-hmm. His body language sucks. What saved them in that game? And people can go back and watch it the run game. They started to run the ball, and that's how Ohio State beat Indiana that year. Yeah, they played they Northwestern. On, they did just enough in the second half to get one touchdown drive and kind of extended that one out to where IU couldn't catch up. I remember that game because I was actually working that game at my normal job, um, rolling breaks and such for for that one. And they were they were playing it on the Cleveland Fox station, WJW Fox Eight. Um, which, no joke, a little anecdote. My boss, who who. Um, was kind of like prepping me for this game. He's like, just let you know, there's a, there's a lot of money tied to this one. You know, it's Ohio State and all. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm aware. What, what about it? Like, the only reason I bring this up is the only other time he says that or that people say that is when the Super Bowl is in our building. Oh. So keep that in mind. That's like a Super Bowl-esque type of like, don't F this up or like, we're going to be ramp reprimanding you oh, for thanks. missing breaks. And like, oh, great, yeah, I didn't do anything wrong that day. But, you know, I remember yeah, that game thanks. very well because I talked to my buddy who lives out in the Cleveland suburbs about it. He's a massive Buckeyes fan, you know, and he's like, and it was kind of a similar deal. It's like, damn, they shook him up. And he's like, well, it's just one game. And, I mean, yeah, it was. But that has kind of stuck with me. And that was just back at the time. My thing with this is I look at Ohio State. And I look at what, again, what do you do well? Okay, the deep passing game, all right, we can't do that right now. I, I mean, maybe Darnell Mooney once in a, in a blue moon right now, but defenses are looking at the receiving core and going, yeah, we can, we can take him out of the equation. The rest of these guys aren't really doing enough. Maybe Equinemius St. Brown sometimes. Mm-hmm. To me, he's been the most consistent receiver up until last week, but that's a stretch. So, okay, maybe not that. This is where I go back and say, can we please do some RPO? Can we do a run-pass option that is a, you know, a college setup? Ohio State did run RPO. Why don't we do this and make it quick reads and make it stuff that gets it on a timing where it's out of his hands or it gives it to the running back where we already have a great run game why not just do it like that? Unless the Bears can't do zone blocking, which, you know, that's – I'm not saying that that's the case, but, you know, you kind of have to be more pick-and-choosy with an RPO in that sense since anything's on the table. Right. Um, 
I, I really don't know. I'm thinking about it. Um, I do have some old 2022 film on Justin Fields from 2019. I should probably find that. Can't show it anywhere because I'll get sued, but I do have yeah, it. But, I mean, nonetheless, like that's what I would do this week. You know, at least if you're doing eval, because you know, honestly, I mean, honestly, right now I'll be frank. I'll still get my predict my prediction for score, but like I don't see him winning against Minnesota, um, unless Kirk Cousins has a bad day. Not out of the possibility, but it's an overall r- more talented roster that the Vikings have built mm-hmm. in pretty much every facet right now. Um, but if you want a chance, like get comfortable concepts with Justin Fields and then let the defense do its job. Do RPO running. Do RPO passing. Let the guy make choices that he sees with his eyes that are realistic choices. Not not any of the design, not any of these RPOs to me where it's most likely a run that's being disguised as a threat for a pass or him sneaking out. Unless right. he's just reading it every time where it's best to just run it inside and not take it on his own. Which seems um, strange to me for how much he bails out of the pocket this year because right. of the situation he's in. To help him out, I think they kind of have to go to an old school type thing and get a fullback in there. We do have good fullbacks in there. They probably yeah. need to go back to an old school like eye formation or an offset eye and run the ball that way to where maybe we take a page out of the New York Giants playbook and do some bootleg and throw it to the fullback or throw it to somebody. Like, I, I mean, we might have to, because he's faster than Daniel Jones, so you would think, like, let's do a little bootleg and then just tell Justin Fields, if this guy ain't open and that guy ain't open, throw the ball away. That's what you have to do, because the last time we started to boot, I don't think it was the Giants. Um, it might have been before that. They guarded it pretty well with Justin Fields. If, if this guy ain't open and this guy ain't open, throw the ball away. Like, like yeah. we, we live, you're not taking a shot unless you try to make a play. But on a bootleg, when a guy's right in your face, it's hard to make a play, no matter how athletic you are. So I think they need to do old school stuff like that. I think they need to maybe put both tight ends in there, go double tight, double tight wing, go old school and do that, and that helps him from the Ohio State playbook. He's struggling. Let's get the run game going. Let's give him one to two guys to look at. That's a two-yard pass to a six-yard pass, and we'll leave it at that. And then eventually, if they start stacking the box, then eventually this should open up. And then on pass protections, you've got to look to have a seven-man protection for right now because of how the O-line is beat up. And just because it's a seven O-line protect or seven-man protection doesn't mean that all seven stay in there. You could have a guy check release. You could have this happen. And if defenses are coming at us, there's a thing called screens that they could do. Now, I'm not saying I'm smarter right. than I'm not smarter than Getsy by any means. They they've forgotten more football than I know. But like those are things that help get them confidence. Like I said, you could throw a screen and we get no yards. But did you complete the pass? Are you getting that rhythm of like seeing the receiver catch the ball? Are you seeing this? Okay, cool. Are we getting a running back screen because Herbert needs to get going? Give him a running back screen. Throw it to the fullback. Throw it to the other tight end. Do like just like you said. At some point, just get creative. Just start doing funky offense formation. Start doing this. Just say screw it. Like let's just start doing this, and just see if we can't like have the attitude of. Take a play out of the Kansas Jayhawk players book here. Kansas Jayhawks are 5-0. and They are ranked yep. in the nation, which has not happened since the Orange Bowl for them in like the 2007 or 6. I, think, I can't remember. I think it was 09. Or something like that. Time. I think it's been 13 years. Like 09 was the last time I can remember. 
Now, Coach Leipold there has done a great job of the coaching thing, but I said this. Those players just said, screw it. Let's just play. So there's like mm-hmm. some point that the Bears may have to take that page out and just say, screw it. Like, we are evaluating you, but just screw it. We're just going to play. We're going to do these little things to help Justin Fields get going. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to do jet sweep stuff. Maybe do slide protections. Slide protection, tight end sweep. Like, just things to just... Again, if it's a one-yard completion, we have to take that as a positive and say, are you seeing the receiver catch the ball? Are you feeling how you're throwing it? Are you having the vision? And I think those are the things that they have to do on offense to kind of bring this back. But I think you have to bring some old school back to it and get a fullback involved and, you know, not just Cole Komet, get another tight end in there and maybe bring a tight receiver in tight and have them run short passes, not be so wide, maybe bringing it closer. Different things like that, I think, can help him gain some confidence. They're not gonna, I, you know, they're gonna struggle with Minnesota, but just some things as we move on and play the Commanders and try to beat the Lions once out of twice and and those type of things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, long-winded and, answer, but right. I mean, look, Getzey has also put that you know it is a learning process. He said it, he's at the podium. He actually, um, ESPN, as we're, we're recording today, they posted something earlier before we got on, basically saying, you know, Justin Fields didn't have a rough month. He's been getting better week in, week out. Okay. Um, that's all I'm going to say is okay to that. But, you know, it, you're going to take your lumps. And, like I said, Minnesota's another one. I think it just kind of tests, like, hey, can we – how do we respond under pressure? You know, if we're if we're developing each week in practice, are we gonna sh- see a better outing? You know, that's all I'm waiting on mm-hmm. at this point. So, yeah, um, I think the others. I mean, the only thing I can think of, I'm I'm double checking the, my schedules. Nope, never mind. My only other silver lining was already at home. We are not at home. We are in Minnesota for this. So, gonna get the home crowd. <laughs> sounds like we're gonna get the NFC North home crowds out of the way early this year. Yes, so that's nice. End of the year, we get the get the yelling and boos from down down high to help us out. So there's there's only one other positive. If the Bears continue to be bad, maybe tickets will be cheap. So later on in life, <laughs> here this year, Bears tickets go. and being cheap. I don't know. Can man. those words go together? Say, weren't we already top five most expensive, even with the recent stretch? I looked for November because my birthday's in November, and I was like, "Oh, they're still like 180 a piece for up top." Yeah, no thanks. Like that's all right. I was gonna say, you tell me what game you're going. Maybe I'll sneak it over. Well, I know. I'm thinking maybe they'll pull a Cubs and like just you know, oh, there's 80 bucks. I'll I'll do that. That's fine. Oh, it's 180. Now I'm thinking. Well, yeah, we got baseball in the mind, and all I'm thinking lately is, dang, the Cubs started playing good once they got eliminated. Once they suck. Once they were out. Right. I'm like, oh, I see. No expectations? No problem. They had like <laughs> Let's a, see how close to 500 we can get that bad boy again. <laughs> they had like a winning record versus winning teams, too. That was the bad thing. That's so silly to me. Because we went to, I went to a Cubs game Saturday, and they won 2-1. to one against the Reds and, and the people we went with, one of them's a bigger baseball fan than I, like in one of the, a huge baseball fan. And he was like, yeah, did you know, like 
we have a winning record versus winning teams. I said, are you serious? <laughs> it's hard to keep up with baseball with all the games. It's really hard to like, and it's just, he said that and I was like, oh, well, the Bears are going to do that probably. They'll probably, you know, do yeah, the, well, pull that. Watch how the, the, this is, yeah, that's the Bears team I'm thinking, I'm seeing at the end of the years. They'll be the spoiler team, you know. Once they get the, once they get all the, eh, now we got nothing to lose, you know. They'll start doing more crazy stuff. Yeah, week like you know, 11. see that offense light up. Yeah. RPO starts showing up in the offense regularly. <laughs> Things I'll be like, why wasn't this done early in the season? Field just throwing for like 250 a game. Some S, some S and F words that I will not mention on this show might drop in a public setting. I will turn off my children. Tw- I'll turn off my Twitter because those people are going to come out of the woodwork. Children might stare. Parents <laughs> might ask questions. I might cuss at the parents. They might cuss at me. Things will escalate. I'll be thrown out of the bar. <laughs> but the beauty of that, though, is there's always another one to go to. Yes. In which I'll reset everything. Yep. Hey. I'm chill. <laughs> Trust me. You just have to write down in your hand which one you got thrown out of so you know not to go back to that but, one. But those guys two blocks down, they're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying this. They were saying that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> did you Did you know I can't evaluate Justin Fields? <laughs> yeah, did you know I'd say the bartender come in there. <laughs> I can't evaluate Justin Fields on two and a half years of play. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I just I don't have it in me. Apparently, apparently I was I was denied access. I'm st- I'm stuck being such a such a low life, unknowledged commoner. Yeah, we're not ESPN Stephen A. Smiths of the world. I'm we're at not the same brilliant. level as a 14 year veteran high school coach. Oh yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Uh well, I'll give my score prediction here. All right, 100 to 10. All right. Oh, no, God. Oh, hey, 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 hey. We might feel a little down on this one, but let's not – I'm not that down. <laughs> I, I, I ain't like end of the world. Oh, one, th- one, one billion to, to two. We get the safety because they kneel in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> The clock runs out as they do it. Yes, yes. We're not it's quite not a there. shutout, but did it really matter anyway? We're not quite to that level yet. We're getting no. close. We're getting close, no. but we're not there. Um, I'm actually going to put this one because I see it as a black and blue game, but I also see definite glaring holes where Minnesota will pull away and make it a two-score game at the end. I'm going to say this one turns out to be 20, 27-17 Minnesota. It's very exciting that you think we're going to score 17 points. I think, they're, I think they've proven that Chicago can, in the right situation, get two touchdowns. That, that's me being the dreamer. The realists could be saying 27-10 and make it a repeat of the Green Bay game, but nah. I'm going to be a little more optimistic. I'll say two TDs. 27-17, Minnesota walks away with a victory at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday at 1 o'clock during the fabled magic three hours that Kirk Cousins can play like the contract that he is paying under. 
Yeah, so for you guys, when it's 4.15, he, stop, he, he can no longer play good after like 4 or 4.15. Yeah, for so me, it's like it cl- 3 o'clock. keep it close. Once we get into like three hours and extra change, complete debauchery. Unless somebody walks down there and says, here's a check for your overtime, he's not going to do it. He's going to say, no, I'm done. (laughs) If you throw this game, I'll give you more guaranteed money. (laughs) (laughs) And, hey, he'll die on that field. Just remember that. (laughs) If you throw this game, I'll let you follow less CDC COVID protocols. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will allow you to have a party at your house with less COVID restrictions. If you throw this game, I'll let you swing one punch at Adam Thielen for screaming at you <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> I won't even find you. It's okay. <laughs> the cameras will turn off and you'll be fine. <laughs> I got it on a loop. You're all good. Go. Do it now. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to go with Minnesota too. I just don't see the Bears winning this game. I was going to say a higher score, but I'm going to try to be positive. I'm going to go Minnesota wins 28 to 14. Uh, we find the end zone two times, but I just feel like at some point they're going to have like two big plays. And so do you think do you think one of those TDs is garbage time, or do you think it's one of those games where we're down seven, Minnesota gets the ball and basically puts it away? I think they just get the ball and put it away at some point. Okay. Um, I just I just feel like with Minnesota, they're not a big rush stop team. Herbert's going to find a lane somewhere. I don't care how banged up the old line is; like they've all proven we can run block. Um, and you know, hopefully they kind of open it up and give a fullback a ball, some screens, and, like, soften up that D-line and get some lanes in there. And you never know if, if Justin Fields does break away a couple big runs, which he's proven. You know, we get get something out of that. Um, mm. I'm sure if, I'm sure it's probably maybe 28-17, but I'm going to stay 28-14 because our field goal unit's been fine. So I, I'm sure yeah. there'll be a field goal somewhere. Um I think it could be decently close at the beginning and then just pull away. Like we just they're gonna wear us down. They're they're just and then I just have a feeling that they're gonna have a big explosive play to score. There's just a part of me that feels like that's gonna happen. Don't know why. Okay. It's just bound to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, I would love to see a surprise. Um I would say this one is a lot of this comes down to a, a simply a roster. I think maybe even more to a degree than Green Bay. Like, we said this again with Green Bay, but I think even more than Green Bay, it's just more well-built across every floor. Right. Or at least every unit. So, we'll see. You know, maybe it's an off day, but otherwise they're going against the a potential NFC North champion right here. So, tough first of two bouts. And away we go on Sunday. Yep, unless the run defense steps up, it could be thirty-five, fourteen. That's why I was thinking, like, if we don't, yeah. if we don't do something, but it could be twenty-eight, fourteen because we can't stop the run and it just takes the clock down. Like mm-hmm. it just. And, and and I'm yeah, I mean it could. I'm still gonna heavily lean black and blue division game. Mm-hmm. Recent Minnesota matchups have not been blowouts. They've been slugfests till the end. I'm sticking with that. 
unless Dalvin Cook takes over because of that interior line. Then I'll throw that narrative out the door probably early. Mm-hmm. But we all are going to look for some positive to take away from this because of going to play the Commanders and like we're, we're, we're kind of looking to see if there's a positive. We can win the next game and just yeah, Kyra Santos. Yeah, he's he's going to be back and healthy, you know. Yeah, we can kick some nice. field goals. Michael Badgley did a great job for New York, <laughs> we play New York, so and they were quick to cut him. They were quick I mean, to yeah, cut. Like, you're a one week rental. Thanks. <laughs> that was so quick. It was like Sunday night or Monday morning. You're gone. You're done. Yep. <laughs> we just needed you to fill in for half a week. Here's a hundred. Well. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Can you kick for one game? Yeah, I guess so. Bye. <laughs> what a ruthless, ruthless business. Yeah, kickers have it rough. It's such. It's the truth. Um. All right. So Zach has Minnesota twenty-seven seventeen. I've got Minnesota twenty-eight fourteen. Um. So what happens if the Bears win? Like we, none of us can brag. No, I mean, all we do is go, yay, hey, surprising development. You know, I I will be, I'll be honest, because Getsy has talked about that week over week, Fields has gotten better. Um, with this being the toughest test, and, and, and you know what, I don't know, some people might think it's unfair. I want to see him cross the 200-yard passing mark. Mm-hmm. That is what I want. So get to that. You know, low 60s completion percentage, no interceptions, and no fumbles. If you don't throw touchdowns, it is what it is. Game plan dictates based on that. But at least get some stuff that makes it look like kind of competent. And again, there's other factors that affect this. Nonetheless, there are opportunities where he can make this happen that way. So that's what I want to see next. Just get back to the, get back to the big two double O. Right. In that column. That's what I want to see. 200 yards. And then your run game can do the rest, and then you have a pretty balanced attack with that. Right. It can happen. It can definitely happen. Um, But I think we covered it all. Uh, Minnesota will probably win this game. If we see some growth, we see some growth. Um, And then we'll see who we battle with on Twitter after the game. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. If not during the game. Yeah, if not if not during the game. That would be... <laughs> you can't evaluate him right now. <laughs> he's, 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 he's what? In the game? <laughs> he's currently playing? You can't say anything right now? <laughs> you can only evaluate him at practice. Well, then I'm done. We're cutting Tevin Jenkins this week. <laughs> Oh my God! People are so people are so dumb. We're cutting Tevin Jenkins. His eval his eval was bad. Well, then we might as well cut what's his face at center too. Let's just get rid of. Oh, but it doesn't matter. Must have eval doesn't matter in the game. It only matters in practice. He's doing fine. Don't don't talk bad about Sammy. Oh, people are idiots. If not, get argue with them on Saturday. I might get stirred up on Saturday. Oh, you you shouldn't do that. You got a lion eye football to be uh, caring about. You're four and one. That's the good side of this thing. 
four you guys are doing one. pretty good. You should be five and zero. Oh. Should be five and zero, oh, but we screwed the pooch on the Indiana. Screwed the pooch, and refs didn't call a touchdown pass. So, you know, what do I know? But we have a top five defense. That's all that matters. Or top good ten, whatever it is. Good progress in one year, man. It's good stuff. The Bears should take a play out of the playbook. Well, yeah. Can we? Uh, we have two. We have one coach on the rise and one that's been a stalwart in the Big Ten that's on a downswing because of recruiting class. Can we talk to both these men in Illinois and maybe get, like, some brain trust? You know, I know Pat Fitzgerald was a rumored coach at one point, but we we all knew he was going to stay with that job. Mm-hmm. He loves Northwestern too much. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, let's see. If Illinois if Illinois pulls out the win Saturday, maybe I won't argue with anybody on Sunday. If they lose Saturday, then I'm going to be in a bad mood on Sunday, and it's just going to be a trickle down. Yeah. A, who are they playing again on Sunday, by the way? Or uh, Saturday? Iowa. Ooh. But that Iowa's kind of an ugly game. But Iowa's offense is terrible. That's why I'm saying it might be an ugly game. Could be a slow grinding defensive battle. Well, I just came out with an episode today about why the keys for Illinois to beat Iowa. You should go. You guys should go listen to that if you haven't, by the way. Especially think, if you're Illinois fans, might there, be a good idea. There's a lot of them. Oh, and uh, maybe go pack the 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 shoe. Is it the shoe the horseshoe? No. Memor- I don't know. It's Memorial Stadium. They do have a shoe, so you could. It's yeah, go pack Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Because they're trying to pack the house for Iowa, so, you know. And, and you guys got a good team. And right it's Coach Bielema's second team again. He coached at Wisconsin for many years. He played at Iowa. So, trying to beat Wisconsin and Iowa for Coach Bielema. Yeah. And he has an Iowa Hawkeye tattooed on his calf. Oh, 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 oh au contraire. Look, look all, all, all I'm telling you is is that Illinois and Minnesota are your two front runners to get to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, I can't. I can't look that far ahead. It's it's still Illinois. I have to like keep my feet planted. Well, yeah, and you're also just. I mean, yeah, you're now hitting more of a stretch of Big Ten play. So, you know, that too. But I will say this: I feel better now than I did. With the previous head coach. That's good. Who's the head coach of the Texans now? (laughs) Right. That's good. But anyway. um, But yeah, go check out Zach's other podcast, USFL podcast, Inside the Walls podcast, 4th of 4 podcast on Sunday mornings, talking about all the NFL, everything to do with the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, USFL's speeding up xfl's coming along so everything's going to be crazy out there when all that starts happening um but until then we have to deal with bear sadness stuff so until that point we have to deal with this uh but at least illinois is four and one that is very true um all right go check all that out zach thanks for coming back uh hopefully we when we talk again we won't be as sad when we come back hopefully not hopefully not um But anyway, guys, thanks for watching or listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 